It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. perspective, experience, and a sense of humor. If you don't get it, listen closer. Gil Whiteley says things you need to think about. If you're wondering if he just said that, he did, Whiteley so. Mile High Sports. Hello, hello and welcome back. Mark Cooper in the house. Mark, Mark, how, how am I doing? Oh, never mind, you've already told me. Hey, uh, uh, Arnie Stapleton, how am I doing? <laughs> You're doing good. Don't bite. I am doing good. Don't where, bite. Where are you taking me to lunch? Where am I taking you to lunch? Wherever you want to go. Well, last, well, last week, when we, before you got off the air, I said, Dallas wins nothing. They don't win a single game. And you, <laughs> you looked at me like I was crazy and said, oh, I'm buying lunch on that one. Let's do that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I know. Hey, you're right. Because I thought the $40 million quarterback knew that he needed to hand the ball to the umpire. I mean, every fan knows the rule. <laughs> yeah, no, really. Yeah, how, does, how, does, uh, how does he keep his job? You know, my, uh, you know, that, you know McCarthy's just got to gotta get, get rid of him. And then they're going to let the best defensive, the best off the defensive prospect coordinator take a head job somewhere else where you can keep him. I know it's going to, you know, it's going to be, uh, well, they, they, I think they've already said they expect that he'll stay there, but my goodness, that was, uh, and I, I understand that it was a tough matchup because, you know, San Francisco had, they were on a roll. They've been playing playoff football. They're that one team that came well, into the playoffs kind of on a roll, but they could run the ball. And so that was scary for, a, uh, you know, for a Dallas team. And look, they led the league in turnovers for a reason. There's, there's some discipline issues there. Um, hey, I I took I uh, took yeah. San Francisco on the money line. I didn't even want the points. I know. Well, I owe you lunch. You were right about that. I was <laughs> uh, like I said. I thought the forty million dollar quarterback would would know that he needed to hand the ball. First off, I thought the forty million dollar quarterback would know that he could go about ten yards, not seventeen. So that if he yeah. gets down at about 10, 12 yards, he's got about you know, eight to 10 seconds, uh, to mess with. Now, if he turns around and hands the ball, waits for, uh, Raymond George, the umpire hands it to him. He sets it down and they snap it and spike it with, you know, say three seconds. Now you're okay. But the, the way he did it, it was just, a, it was, they just goofed up. And then, you know, afterwards McCarthy and, uh, and Dak Prescott are both blaming the officials. It's like, no, they didn't oh, yeah. screw up. You didn't. That's execute. what they do. That's what Dallas does every year. They played now. They played in eleven playoffs and in, in eleven straight playoffs in the NFL without making it to the conference championship. That's the most ever in the history of the league. Well, I'll tell you what. I covered the Cowboys back in when uh, you know Landry was was just on his way out, and then when Jerry Jones came in and they and couldn't wait Tom to get Landry. rid of Landry. 
they like you couldn't wait to get rid of Landry. They didn't, they they announced it on Twitter, I think, and it didn't yeah, even exist then. No, it wasn't on Twitter. This was this. Yeah, was I'm Twitter. saying it didn't even exist then. <laughs> but you know what they did? They came in. They they uh, you know Jerry came in with Jimmy, so then he had to fly down as soon as they were putting the pen to paper to sign the sale of the team from the banker. He had to fly down to Austin, catch Tom Landry, I think, like on the ninth hole on a golf course, and tell him, hey, you know, oh. sorry, but I'm the new owner, you're fired. I had Dan Reeves on the show that, that right after that happened, and boy, did he go off on Jerry Jones. You know Dan Reeves didn't yeah. mince words. Yeah, the, it, wasn't, uh, it wasn't done with a lot of class, but you know what? All was forgiven uh, within five years when they were winning championships, but I'll tell you what. You know, when when I was there, I thought that they were going to win. I never thought that they would go a quarter century and a year without winning a championship because, you know, they had everything going for them. Of course, they had Aikman and Irvin and, and Emmett and, and that great offensive line there. But They've gone a quarter uh, century without being in the NFC championship game. I know. They don't even make it to the conference championship. I know how much that bugs Jerry. Because Cooper Jerry did that in the second year. Yeah. <laughs> I know how I know how much that that offensive line, Jones. That offensive line played so poorly. I mean, you got you got you know Tyrone up there. You got a, a offensive guard that's all pro. I mean, they were basically getting bullied. Yeah, and thrown back into the quarterback's lap. I mean, it was uh, it was embarrassing for an offensive line that's supposedly you know in the top t- you know five seven offensive lines in the league to get bullied like that. Yeah, that's a good I, I, word. That's a good word to get bullied because that was. I mean, they just kind of like steamrolled them there for a little bit. It was amazing that the Cowboys were in it at the end and had a chance. Of course, you know, then they go and they screw up that chance. But it, it was amazing that they were within six points. Uh, I mean, it looked like uh, they were dead in the water for three quarters, three and a half quarters, and then uh, you know came back and and made a game of it. But my goodness, what a what a way to finish to not even, you know, I mean, that, that's the Billy Buckner moment of the Dallas Cowboys. Although they've Ooh. had a few of those. They, collective. Few of those. Uh, the collective, yeah. we all hate Bill Buckner moment. Who was the Buffalo kicker that everybody forgave? Uh, 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 that, that, that missed the, missed the. Uh, Norwood. The, uh, yeah, Scott, Scott Norwood. Norwood. I, I, every... I saw a Scott Norwood jersey. Uh, uh, that that everything was on the Norwood ran off the jersey to the right, and it started you know, it was on the whole jersey. Even the number was on the right. That's all. Uh, well, I'll tell you what. Every every so franchise bad. has their Billy Buckner through the legs moment. Um, and the Cowboys Bill actually was a Tony great Romo. player. Oh, I know. And it was a shame that he was still in the game. Dave Stapleton was always the defensive replacement in he the eighth and ninth innings. He, he couldn't walk. He was he had, his ankle was so bad he couldn't. Uh, you know that was just a shame. Bill Buckner had ended his kind of career like that. I know. It's, I know it was. It, and I, I, I say like, that not. I to, like. I like Cincinnati. I think uh, unless Derrick Henry comes back, and Derrick Henry is Derrick Henry, he can't be Bobby Henry. He's got to be David. <laughs> uh, he's got to be ready to go. Because he carried that team before he got hurt. No one could stop him. If he can still run like that, uh, yes. But I can't imagine he's going to get that kind of work as a workhorse. 
I'm uh, I'm looking at I'm looking at Joe Burrow knocking them off. Well, I'm not going to bet you anymore because uh, <laughs> I got I got I got to pay up my bet my debts. Um, I got yeah, another I like good your... one for you. You got Buffalo. I do have another good one for you because Buffalo, got... Buffalo. Yeah. You like Buffalo? Uh, I like Buffalo. Yeah, I do too. I I, I I don't know if I like them to win that game, but I I, I think Buffalo certainly is. That's going to be maybe the best game. Uh, but uh, you know what? Uh, Wade Phillips told me on this show, and I tweeted it out yesterday. I said Von Miller is faced is in his first playoff game since Super Bowl Fifty. He is. I said he is. He is the disruptor. And he got the sack last night and three tackles for losses last night, because Wade said the three-four that he runs is is much more conducive to 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 to, uh, to his to Von Miller's skills than than there's the three-four that Fangio ran, and Von exactly. Miller has been very effective since he's been there. And the worst the the the, the defensive coordinator Tom Brady hates the most is Wade Phillips. And LA is still using Wade Phillips as three four. That's so right. You you know, it's, it's a shame that um, that all the decisions that were made from post Super Bowl till now, uh, well, maybe not till right now, but let's say uh, until George Payton came on. It's a shame that all those decisions imploded on John Elway because whether it was the head coach, a free agent, a draft pick, a Paxton Lynch, you know, this sort of thing. Because what we missed in Denver was more of Von Miller at his prime in the playoffs because he stepped his uh, game up not just one or two notches, but you know 20 notches come the playoffs. Um, he and DeMarcus were together in 2015, and you know when they won Super Bowl 50, it was incredible what they did in, in the playoff run for that month. And I think that you know not only did Bronco country miss out on that, but the NFL did because, you know, now obviously Vaughn is not in his prime. So those prime years, so he still had a couple more prime years uh, where he could have done that kind of thing in the playoffs. So I thought if you could have created a team that could get there, uh, who knows? Vaughn might have strapped the team on his back and led you to another championship, Von, especially in Von 2016. Von Miller can win you playoff games. He's that yep. guy. Uh, well, he's not he, necessarily going to win you a lot of regular season games, but he will win you. He's a, that's it. He's a guy that understands the moment. Tell you what, he's well, got I that remember, rip in that lean, that lean back down, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. It's incredible. Going you know, under, and in 2016, I remember talking to him in December when it was obvious that they were not going to make the playoffs, and he said, "You know, the the sad thing is that my psyche and my body and everything is geared toward January, and I'm kind of ramping up, you know. And and if you remember that year, he didn't have any sacks in December." He was kind of considered the hands-down favorite about midseason, even three-quarters of the season to win Defensive Player of the Year, and then Cleo Mack had just a steadier year and, and won the award. Um, had, but, but, didn't, didn't Cleo Mack have five sacks against the Broncos? Yeah. Yeah, he did. He did. Unbelievable. The shame of it was that, that Vaughn was, you know, ramped up for – you know, success in January. They didn't get there. Um, and, and that's why I say it's a shame that we missed all these years, five years, and, and Vaughn missed them. 
of getting to the playoffs and, 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 you know, doing his thing. So it's good to see him back in the postseason doing his thing. He, he's not what he was five, six years ago, but it's awesome to see. And uh, I also thought it was interesting a week or two ago when uh, the reporters in L.A. asked Vaughn, you know, what's the difference between this team and your old team? And, and it was very telling what he said, and it was kind of a – I don't think he meant it as a shot on, on Fangio, but it was. And he said, you know, they trust the process around here. If we lose the game, we don't come in Monday and Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday and just, you know, reinvent the wheel and change everything and, and try to figure out, well, why did we lose? Do we got to practice longer? Do we got to do this and that more? Do you, they trust that, hey, you know what, it, it wasn't our day that day, but we trust that we know what we're doing. Now, what kind of went unsaid was that Fangio's crew didn't. So they were always like, well, geez, we lost that game. What, what could we have done better? What did we do wrong? And the players, Mark would know this, if, if you've got a coaching staff that's always changing things up, very reactionary, you start to lose faith in them. Uh, oh, yeah, they know what they're doing. They're going to guide us through, you know, these stormy waters. Uh, that, I thought that was very interesting what Vaughn had to say when he was – and, and I'm, I know he's talking about a veteran team over there, but it was still very interesting to, for him to, think, to say that. And think about the missed assignments that we've seen in that defensive backfield, right? And that the linebacker spot and guys yeah. going uncovered and guys running wide open and free. I mean, that that's coaching. Yep. And, uh, again, I, I mean, that's why Fangio lost his job. I mean, you you got to do the little things right in practice to make the big things happen during a game. And Vaughn's totally right. right. You got to trust the process, but the truth, but the process has to be consistent, right? And it's got to be right. Uh, right. delivered consistently. And you, where you don't miss those kind of assignments that just leave somebody running wide open. That's the thing that always surprised me because if you remember when Fangio was hired, both John Elway and and Joe Ellis made a big deal about what had won them over was uh, Fangio's sort of mantra about you know we're not going to lose. <laughs> You know, we're not going to die death by inches. And by that, he meant, you know, they <laughs> were going to be on time. They right. were not going to be. He was right. They, 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 lost, they lost by yards and. and, and <laughs> by miles at a time, by leaps at yeah. a time. But the point is, they never, you know, it, it was all a bunch of hot air. You know, it, yeah, it won over John Elway and Joe Ellis, so he gets the head coaching job. It won it them over, but from day one, we never saw that. Rhetoric. It was an unfortunate piece of rhetoric he put out there that worked against him his whole career. Because uh, well, you're, you're still bringing it up today, just like John well, Elway's worked against him when he said, there's no plan B. Right. Well, the thing was, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I go out to the Broncos every day during the season, and, you know, when we're supposed to have a Vic Fangio press conference at uh, 2.30, let's just say, I'm, I'm picking that number out of the air because it really will never 2.30, but it'd be 2.30 and it'd be about 2.50 or 2.55 by the time he came out. And I would always sit there and say, this is death by inches. This I is, hate that. I this hate is, that. You know, it, it, Mike Shanahan, if Mike Shanahan said, uh, I'm talking to the media at 11, by God, he was talking to the media at 11. And, and you could time, you didn't even need a watch. You could see him coming down all okay, he's talking at 11. It's it, going to be 11 o'clock. professionalism. Exactly. Yeah, you know, and it's the whole the old Vince Lombardi, you know, you had to be five respect, minutes early to a meeting. Respect for everybody you deal with. You don't, you don't show the, the media disrespect because I'll tell you we'll, what, we'll bring it, I, we'll bring it right back to your face. I tell you <laughs> what, Doug, I will say this. I have known, I've covered a lot of coaches in my 35 years covering this league. And if a coach is going to be late 
consistently late uh, to keeping a schedule, then you know his mind is scattered and he is not on top of things. Um, I've never seen a coach win a Super I've seen a lot of coaches win Super Bowls. Mike Holmgren, um, uh, Jimmy Johnson, uh, you know, Mike Shanahan, uh, Gary Kubiak, and all of them were a stickler for details. That, like Mark was saying, you know, you do the little things right so that the big things come out right. If you don't do the little things right, there's no foundation, and then you get what, you, what we've seen around here on Sundays for the last six years. You know, you see a team losing to a lesser team at home because they have not done the little things properly, and like you say, you're leaving guys wide open or you can't close the door on a uh, you know, fourth and 15 in the final two minutes, that sort of thing. Um, you know, and so, so I hope that when George goes and interviews, uh, you know, round, rounds up his interviews, I hope that he's not going to be won over by some saying like, you know, death by inches. I hope he's going to look through the weeds and find the leader that he needs and, and, and bring in a guy who is going to pay attention to detail and not just, you know, use it as a talking point to get the job. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah I Dan, think Dan, the, Dan, Dan Reeves ran it by the minute. I mean, if you're a minute late, you were fined. Everything uh, was on yeah. this. Uh, you know, uh, this is the easiest one to go with this weekend because Jimmy Garoppolo was, was not up for the, that game this week. He, that moment was too big for him. He he made that game close again. It was Garoppolo. Yeah. And they're going to go into Green Bay <laughs> and get murdered. Yeah, well, you're going to do your chores. Or you're going to get stuff done on the weekend. Do it on Saturday because Sunday is going to be the powerhouse game. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Green Bay gets murdered. I mean, no, excuse me. San Francisco gets San Francisco. murdered in Green Bay. Yeah, that's well, kind of I, funny how they stopped throwing the ball with Garoppolo when he started getting a little errant. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Send him well, to Afghanistan. Over, overthrow the Taliban. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I do like the I do like the championship. Uh, I mean, not the championship, but the divisional weekend here. Um, we're going to have some good football. It's it's nice to see. We've we've seen some good some good games, some blowouts. But you know, um, I thought the Cincinnati game was a good game uh, this weekend. And I'm, I'm always a big favorite of the divisional round. You're going to get some good football and some good matchups. And my goodness, we have some good ones this year. So yeah, it'll, it'll Joe Burrow's been. Joe Burrow's been getting better every week for the last eight weeks. Oh. He's he has arrived. Uh, if, no I question. Mean, and, and if Derrick Henry comes back and he's that dominant guy where they they just can't stop him, that's the only way that 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 Tennessee wins. Uh, but I don't yeah, think they even take a chance and give him the ball that much. I'm even with if you. It's been three months, I think, since he had the surgery, and uh, I just don't I just don't see a guy coming back and leading the team. Um, you know, right off the bat like that. I suppose maybe he's been better than we know, and they've been kind of hiding him a little bit, and he's going to burst out of the gates like a thoroughbred. But um, I would be surprised if he, you know, the Derrick Henry that we saw in the first, you know, eight weeks of the season. I mean, he still finished sixth in rushing in the league. He was so far in front of everybody else when he got hurt. That was a shame. Um, But look, you know, they did kind of straighten themselves out after a little hiccup there, and and sneak past the Kansas City Chiefs to get that bye week and to get that number one seed. Uh, you couldn't have asked more while Derrick Henry was away for the team to kind of you know hold it together I agree. And, and keep that. But this so, is a, this is a different know. time. I, I 
I, I think that uh, I, I think the Rams Stafford's proved to be up for the moment. Uh, they're on a roll right now. They got it. They got it going. Their offensive passing game, their running game is ready to go. Uh, their defense obviously showed it that it's ready to go. I think I they beat help- Tampa. Yeah, uh, uh, Gil, I couldn't help but think when I was watching Stafford last night, I couldn't help but thinking if uh, George would have just offered the proper amount uh, that, that Stafford could have been in, a, in Navy and, and Orange uh, leading this team this year because, remember, that was a possibility back in March or whenever it was, April. That was a possibility, and, of course, they didn't. Uh, I wasn't a Stafford uh, fan then. I was like, eh, I don't know. I, you know, the guy just does nothing. <laughs> I'm more of a Stafford fan after watching Teddy and uh, Teddy, who God bless his soul, was was you know put together with uh, with Scotch tape and, and athletic tape uh, every week as they were trying to hold his bones in place, you know. And then Locke came in and was you know kind of stripped of what uh, uh, you know. Without KJ Hamler, he couldn't go out there and just throw an 80-yard touchdown pass. But Coop, you know, Coop, I'm with I'm with you on Sunday night, the best game, 6:30 Sunday night is going to be Buffalo-Kansas City. I don't think I can pick a winner there. I just think it's going to be a great game. Yeah, I'm going with Buffalo. I love Josh Allen. Yeah. yeah. I do, yeah. too, and I think, I think Josh is, is beyond the, uh, the point of, okay, I'm a young guy. Uh, I'm going to be intimidated by the moment. I think he's gotten beyond that, and he's, he's, he doesn't quite have the swag of Patrick Mahomes, but it's pretty close. So it's not going to be a matter of the Bills – uh, caving in, or, or you know, something like that. Uh, it, it'll, it, they may not win, but it won't be because of that. They're going to go out there, and I think give them a good run for their money. I mean, that's the class uh, of of the conference right now, in, in my mind, is is those two teams. Uh, no disrespect to Tennessee, but I mean, you see both of those teams, and they're built for long term success. Yeah, so I like the Rams uh, uh, at Tampa Bay because they can play in that weather the, the following week. Uh, they get beaten Green Bay in another zero, uh, another zero so who temperature. Do you have, who do you have in the uh, in the Super Bowl? I got well right now. I got Green Bay, and if I and had, if I had if I had to choose, and I do, I guess I have to choose. Uh, I'm probably Kansas City. Well, that would be a that would be a return to what was it Super Bowl uh, number. Yeah. Yeah, number one, Green Bay. Yeah, uh, yeah, that'd be a good uh, one. And and it wouldn't surprise me if 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 Cincinnati got in there. Well, I'll tell you what. uh, I think Cincinnati is is going to be the star of this conference for a little bit, or you know, uh, not that it's a good thing that it happened, but the fact that Burrow got hurt last year and they kind of had a tank of a season. They got his college teammate and Jamar. and Chase, you know, and it's just like, my goodness, these guys are going to win. They won a championship in college. They're going to win a championship in, in pro football. Not sure when, but I think that that's probably a good bet. And then I really think that if Dallas could get their act together, my goodness, the, with the star power they have there, that reminds me of those mid-90 teams. Yeah, they kept McCarthy. They just gave another year away, just like the Broncos gave another yeah, year away yeah, with Fangio. If they can, I got to run. Can I things. apologize. We've got to run. All right. Thank you, guys. Arnie Stapleton, you're my guy. We'll be back. Thanks, Arnie. Oh, Late December back in 63. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.